welcome to Sports Catch Up as uh, we get to look at uh, interesting stuff. I'm your host, Lucky. And um, yeah, we have a lot to talk about. Um, it's it's in the evenings. That's where we are recording. That's how uh, when we are recording this show. Uh, it has been um, a day, uh, two days in between since Zambia played their, their last game at the Kosafa. I think now heading into the two days after Sunday, uh, they played on Saturday. So they started their campaign with a two goals to one defeat. Uh, against Alessoto and the lost uh, by Gotinio against Eswatini. Let's uh, catch up today as we get to make a return for season two. And uh, with a bang, uh, starting off with Akosafa, uh, I've been joined by Mo. Moses, welcome to Sports Catch Up. Uh, it's good to be part of the Sports Catch Up, Lucky. And uh, interesting, you did mention the intriguing fixtures that were played between Zambia and Lesotho and not forgetting Zambia and Iswatini in the second in- encounter. So there is much more to look up to as well. All right. Um, before we get into that, uh, there's uh, also, like you said, there's a lot to look for, uh, to look out to, um, look out for. Zesco United uh, conducting trials for the three local players. Um, what's your, your take over that uh, that approach that they are, they are getting from the developmental team started picking players that the few can be or can, can graduate to the senior team because in the past we've seen teams lose players that they back themselves that they discover they train them then they get to lose them and buy them at a high cost by this time around Zesco United are getting the best out of their, their developmental sides what are your thoughts regarding Zesco United? Well, um, it's actually something that is good when you look at it. Uh, I feel um, it's it's not just the developmental teams like you have mentioned it. I think there is a wider range that obviously Zesco United have had over these teams. We can say they are the feeder teams to the mainstream team. That's Zesco United that has obviously been on the regular in terms of Zambian football. They have been up for... Um, upheaded battle in terms of winning back-to-back the Super League itself and just pushing on in terms of the CAF Champions League on the African continent. So you tell about, we are talking about a team that obviously has an overhaul in terms of um, winning Zambian football and as well standing outright in terms of African football. So to have the developmental teams, we can call them, or the feeder teams to come on board and obviously just pick uh, 33 players that obviously are, will be ready to feature for Zesco United. We are expecting that this could be trimmed even further to uh, a certain number of players that will be regulars with Zesco United. And we shouldn't forget this could be happening each and every season now because when you look at the pool yes, yes. where they're... Yeah, where they're where the pool where they are picking up players, I think it's um, a wide-range pool and they have just... Uh, uh, had feeder teams from all uh, provinces, you might put it that way. And this is something that obviously puts them to have an attractive way to have players that would be willing and seemingly every time that to play with them. And just this competition amongst the players themselves who want to play for Zesco United. When you look at it, on the other hand, I feel Zesco United is one of the biggest clubs and they have just developed to be one of the elite clubs in Zambia. And they're looking forward to have an expansion with the team, with a broader range of players. We have witnessed them being on the uh, front edge in terms of releasing international players who have been playing for them because they have noticed and really worked very hard with the feeder teams that have been doing very well, be it in the national 
to, of course, provincial leagues that have been participating regularly in the first uh, divisions across on board. All right. And uh, Power Dynamos have officially announced that they've parted ways with uh, Perimeter Administrative Leave. Uh, Perry uh, from Forest Rangers went to powerful Power Dynamos with a lot of promise, uh, especially from the Power, uh, power Faithfuls who thought he was going to do wonders. Alas, uh, the team missed out on the top four. They had to fight uh, for, um, I mean, that fight against relegation just in the ended season with uh, Masao Sotembo. Perry, leaving uh, the club, Power well, Dynamos? Uh, well, um, quite like short-lived because you would expect that this time around Power Dynamos will be hanging on with a coach who is going at least to start with the season with them. But immediately, just on the close of the season, barely a week or so now we are seeing Perry obviously leaving and that could be something that indicates that still trouble will be hinting on for Power Dynamos but we are talking this all lucky is because now they're in of course heading into pre-season and we are looking forward to the 2021-2022 season and obviously they would want to have with a quick fresh and quick um, start with a new coach ahead of the preseasons themselves. But Perry could be more average, I should say, with how Power Dynamos have been played uh, the games this season in the league. They have not been as much as expected. At some point, to we'll be talking about the first stanza, five games or so, they didn't obviously have any goal scored by themselves, I feel. And obviously, it was something that has even heavily contributed to the rotation of players, or rotation rather, of coaches that have had a stand with Power Dynamos. But as it stands, as it is, or I should say, it's because it now being in the uh, start of uh, probably the preseason, and obviously there is a lot of administrative changes that will be coming through, and this will not leave the coaches themselves not to be sent on the famous administrative leave. And this has been the most regular that has happened so far, and we have seen a couple of coaches being obviously dealt with in such a manner. And for Power Dynamos, one of the biggest clubs in Zambian football, not just Zambia, but obviously the African continent, could be something that obviously they have played into back-to-back -back in terms of sending coaches on administrative leave. But Perry not living up to expectation for Power Dynamos, and that obviously has even contributed massively to him being sent on administrative leave. All right, so let's move on to the national team. Uh, we saw the Zambia national soccer team begin their campaign against um, Lesotho two goals to one. And uh, recently, we saw them against uh, against succumb to a defeat, one goal to new against uh, Swatini. Um, what's your take on Zambia's uh, previous two matches? Let's start with uh, the one against Lesotho, handing out uh, easy uh, easy wins to these teams uh, that would find it easy to beat Zambia. Uh, not yeah, so easy, I mean. On a given day, like you tell about Zambia national soccer team playing Lesotho as one of those games that Zambia will have an easy way out of, uh, of course, playing a team that is originating on from, down from the south. And when you look at the two teams, there is much, far, much gap that exists between the two uh, sides. The Zambia national soccer team, in a long way of history, or probably even Southern African football history, there is no way you would tell that Zambia national soccer team is going to drop back to back, especially with the two first games in the Kosafa. But this is happening and it is reality. And Lesotho could be enjoying their first win over Zambia in regular play. For Zambia national soccer team, very disappointing in terms of performance. Yeah, you could say they had 
some impressive performance. But when you look at even the statistics themselves, Zambia having the 56 ball position and Lesotho having 44 uh, ball position, I think this was something that obviously was not on a day that you'd see Zambia probably having this one an easy way. Because now when you look at the attempts on goal, Zambia had nine and Lesotho had at least 12 attempts on goal. That obviously gives us a direct proportion of Zambia only having three shots on target on uh, on target as compared to the way Lesotho had five on target. Zambia had six off short targets, and of course, we're having Lesotho had seven uh, shots off target. When you look at this, obviously, Zambia could be more panicking in process and have obviously had no chance in any way that they could just escape this one and Lesotho find it most clinical and with a weaker play from Zambia national soccer team and the dominance obviously was broken at this very age. I think this is a game that obviously could be one of the eye openers to the prior to going to the Iswatini game. And when you look at the way the game, the goals were scored, Zambia scored face 29th minute via is Justin Shonga's Justin Shonga score. And we're having, of course, uh, uh, Soto coming on in the second half with uh, at least the 70th minute goal. And on the 80th, 80th minute, we saw them consolidate the game to win by two goals to one. Not very impressive for Zambia national soccer team in any given day. 12 rounds or so for the, both sides to be playing each other and losing in similar fashion, obviously, could be nothing rather than obviously expecting to come back in the second game. But that was not the call of duty as Zambia went down again to Istotrini, but one go to Neil. Very disappointing and not very good start for Zambia at the 2021 20, uh, uh, Kosafa Championship, I should say. Uh, who is to blame? Are we blaming the coach? Are we blaming the players? That's the question that most people are asking, right? Blame when you look at the way Zambia played, do you think uh, the, the coach is at fault? Or maybe we also need to... Uh, uh, playing. These are veteran players. These are players that have been playing football for a long time. These are very players that obviously have been with the Zambia national soccer team. When you start tracking on and look at the videos and obviously on how they're taking on other teams across... Africa, not just on the Kosafa basis, but obviously on the African continent. You still tell that these are the same players that obviously have been regular for the Zambia national soccer team. What is more interesting, Lucky, is obviously how Zambia has been in terms of rotation of coaches. We have had a number of coaches passing through the Zambia national soccer team. Starting with Agri Chiyangi, we had the inform of George Luandamina, and we had, obviously, Coach Wetson Nyerenda, not forgetting Sven van der Broek. And now we're talking about Mitchell coming in and taking over the Zambia national soccer team. Not too easy when you look at it on paper, but what is really displayed on the ground or field of play is something that is very disappointing. These are the same players that went under through different coaches and desirable results were produced and obviously just going down to the graph. Every time that the Zambia national soccer team is playing a game, you're not expecting to have a positive result, but rather if they could performing uh, at least something well or anything that would be desirable. 
when you look at the statistics in terms of the goals, I think they have gone very low in terms of the scoring rate. This could be a problem with the Zambia national soccer team, but they were always good in terms of defense. But now it is very disastrous because in each and every game that they play, you expect that the Zambia national soccer team are going to allow. Let's look at at least how Mitchell obviously has been with the team since he's taking over. A rotation of probably, I should say, 56 or so players have been in rotation. He is obviously tutelage. And this has obviously come with a lot of talk with the fans because they're saying, look, this is what has happened with him and obviously has been having these players in rotation. And his team maintains and says that he has no, uh, he doesn't have the starting 11. That could be more disappointing having a number of players that have passed through in passed through his hands. And what is more interesting, again, on the field of play, the players themselves are not too good in terms of composure and holding on to the positions that they are lined on with the formations and everything. That is more complicated. Are we going to say that there is piece of disarray in the dressing room? For me, I would say probably that's what's happening. And the whole of the dressing room itself has really contributed in terms of high and low performance for the Zambia National Soccer Team. If there is solidarity and obviously well-coordinated progressive of progressive play on the field of play, then we should say there is much decisive between the technical bench and the players themselves. And they are really agreeing to what they discuss prior to every game and the game mind, obviously, or probably planning ahead of every game that they are going to take on. But that's not what we are seeing currently. I think what to blame or who to blame totally still goes back to the drawing board and this is something that has to be witnessed, that has to be scrutinized very well and obviously just looked into by even the FA in terms of both players as well as the coach and just find a lasting solution. If we were to say it's Mitchell, you still say, I'm doing my job, I'm telling them what to do. But obviously, the final aim still lies on the players. And some fans were still talking and saying, or sectional fans were saying, what happened with Brian Muller, that miss he had, what was one of the stand and open goal mouth, and he just played a little bit wide. Was it the coach or was it the player? But that's a question that obviously goes to the coach and as well the player. Or should we say Zambia is unlucky in one way or another? Or we should say the coach has to leave. But a cross-section of society still believe that it is Mitchell and Mitchell has to leave. Is Mitchell the best man? For me, in any given day, if you were to pick a coach and look at the average of obviously finding Zambia national soccer team under the well-experienced Chipolo Polo boys, former African champions, in the beginning, there was issue of finances on how to finance the coach and saying the coaches were very expensive, who were more credible to take on the Chipolo Polo boys Mitchell was arrived at because he had agreed to the guidelines and the basic that obviously the Zaman government on, and, and the association rather is going to manage with a certain fee that he had arrived on. I still feel <laughs> if that was not the case, <laughs> Moses, then Zambia would uh, have Moses, a different coach. The, the question is, is Mitchell the right man for the Chipolo Polo job? I'll answer you in this way. As it stands, it's not the right man. Should Mitchell be fired? 
that's 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 a, that's a total de- that's total decision for the FA. I'm not in the position to say he should be fired or not because let's let's put it this way. That... Let's put it this way. Um, mm-hmm. Let's take it. You are the the FA president. This is your um, you are in charge. The team is performing the way they are performing now. Are you keeping the coach mm-hmm. or firing the coach? I'll still go get rid of the coach. <laughs> That's okay. me. If I was the way for Zambia uh, on Tuesday. Zambia on Tuesday plays against Botswana. On Wednesday, they have a game against South Africa. And uh, these are do or die encounters. Of course, fate is not in their hand. Uh, they'll be using calculators. I think by now they're dusty, those calculators. But um, what's the way forward? How should they approach the game against uh, Botswana? The approach in the game against Botswana still lies in the ability, obviously, to work around and still find the back of the net. Uh, the Zambia national soccer team should be, obviously, six points or even five points, I should say, even, even three points ahead than having no point at this stage. Because to be expectant in such a similar uh, manner, I should say, by this time, at least you should have a point to qualify to the next stage. And when you look at the games coming right ahead, Zambia has played Botswana back-to-back in terms of the qualifiers as well as the Kosafa. That makes it even more difficult because when you look at the just-ended games that played between the two sides, it's never been very easy for Zambia national soccer team. Could be another disastrous way and approach of this game and because of desperation to find the back of the net and win, then obviously Zambia has to pull up everything in it to make sure that they find the back of the net. But the question is, are they going not to allow in this encounter? And there are high chances that Zambia national soccer team is going to allow. But how they should handle the games, cautiousness and most disciplines as well, and just follow the tactical approach and massive preparation mentally as well as physically, that will really help the Zambia national soccer team. Let's not forget the most toughest encounter would be against Botswana. For South Africa, they obviously into the developmental sets up as well, but for the Zambia national soccer team, fielding in the one or the, one, the players that would be in any given day be the regular and be part of a more formidable side to play in any given qualifiers match or even internationals match. That's for the Zambia national soccer team. So on average, it is still tough for the Zambia national soccer team. I'll still give them 50% progression in these encounters. All right, uh, Moses, we've come to the end of our session. Uh, we've um, overshoot, obviously, due to the fact that uh, we had so much to talk about. Thanks very much for coming through on Sports Catch-Up. Um, looking forward to more editions, Moses. Yeah, looking forward to more edition. And uh, what we can say is uh, we'll still be in touch and make up for every edition that we're supposed to make, especially on weekends, so that we can continue with uh, the scrutiny and looking at how Zambian football will be arising on to as well. As you might know, Lucky, the season is in the break, so there is a lot of news that is trending, especially in the in the league and across, obviously, the world, how uh, how Zambian players will be faring up as well ahead for the more uh, seasons to come in terms of um, world football as well as Zambian football, as well not forgetting African football as a whole. All right, uh, so that's what we had on Sports Catch-Up. We have more great, exciting uh, editions coming up uh, as we get to feature a lot of our talking points um, from rugby, football, 
and other sports in Zambia. This is Sports Catch-Up with me, Lucky, and I've been in conversation with Moses Mpundu as we touched on the on Zambian football, uh, pretty much just Zambian football. So we'll be back for the next edition. Look forward to the next edition and continue sharing this episode and let your friends know so that they can listen and listen and listen, share, 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 share.